It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we welcome you to another non-victory Monday edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. That's right, back to our familiar routine. The Washington football team has now lost three in a row since the season opening win against the Philadelphia Eagles, the first place Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. I'm Chris Russell. Guys, help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses. And look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Make it a visa. Visa everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the National Football League. All right, so there you go. We open up with a 31-17 final yesterday, Sunday afternoon at FedEx Field. Sorry, a little bit late in taping this. I had some things come up uh, and uh, dealing with a bunch of business. So uh, we wanted to be fair and we wanted to make sure we get you out the best possible content. All right, so 31-17, the final score. The Baltimore Ravens improved to 3-1. and one. Washington drops to 1-3. and three. Again, losers of three in a row. Listen, I don't know what you guys really expected. I, I don't think anybody reasonably thought it was fair to expect a Washington win. They were never going to say that. Of course, we all understand that they're trying their hardest. We all understand that they want to win. We're all understanding that they were up against it. No Chase Young, no Matt Ioannidis. Um, you know, the Ravens angry off of The only chance the Washington football team had of winning on Sunday, legitimately, the only chance was ruin last Monday night, period. And, and I, I will hold on to that, and we hammered that home all week. We were first on it, and everybody else jumped on it. The fact that the Ravens were, for the most part, manhandled and embarrassed on Monday Night Football a week ago to the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs was disaster for the Washington football team. The only chance they had of winning this game was if Baltimore came in coasting, cruising, overlooking them, not paying attention to detail, short week, even though it's only 25 miles or whatever it is from facility to stadium, maybe 28, whatever it is. The bottom line, that was the only chance, and it was lost last Monday night, period. Because you knew Baltimore would come in on their screws. And they didn't play a perfect game, but they played good enough where they could essentially just keep jabbing, jabbing, jabbing Washington until they pounded them into submission. 
And a 31-17 final score seems terrible. You lose by two touchdowns in this league, that's a lot, right? Most games are decided between three and seven points. So from the bottom line end of it all kind of storyline, sure, not a good loss. What did you expect? I mean, the line, not that people in Vegas know anything at all. They don't. The odds makers, the bookmakers, they know nothing. Don't listen to people that say they do. They don't. They put the spread, I think, at 13 and a half, whatever. So they were right on. But that doesn't mean that, you know, they thought it would be a 14-point game. They're just trying to get action on both sides and trying to sucker you. But as it turned out, for the most part, they were right there. Guess what? I could have told you in all likelihood, and I did, that this would be, you know, probably a 10-plus game, you know, probably in the neighborhood of two touchdowns, 13, 14 points, somewhere in that range, and it would be a moral victory if Washington lost by 10 points or less. And neither of that happened. Well, the, the two-touchdown deficit did, but the, there is no moral victory in reality. And there certainly wasn't one Sunday, but I would tell you this, the fight and the battle felt real to me. It doesn't mean it was good enough, but they could have easily collapsed. They could have easily rolled over and played dead. Not that all games were like this, but in years past, when a powerful team a good team, would come in angry to FedEx Field. There were many of those days where it would be, you know, a 30-point deficit. That was never the case on Sunday. I mean, it was 31-10, so to say 21-point, you know, that's not great. And obviously they closed the door a little bit to get closer with a couple of minutes left, but the point being is I never felt like they were completely and totally manhandled and completely and totally outclassed like we have seen so many times, especially in primetime games and against really good opponents at home. So I guess that's your positive. There's no moral victory, but that's your positive. At least that's the positive I take. 31-17, the final score. We'll hear from Ron Rivera uh, coming up. He obviously battled through a tough day on Sunday in more ways uh, than one. But it is good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. And let me give you uh, the scoring summary. Mark Ingram with a one-yard touchdown run on a two-play 34-yard drive, 42 seconds. That was after J.D. McKissick's fumble, stripped by Marlon Humphrey, recovered by Marcus Peters. Two plays later, including a bomb to uh, bomb a deep pass to Marquise Hollywood Brown, who beat Ron Darby and got all the way down to the one. Ingram punches it in. This has been a story for two weeks now. The Washington football team has allowed five touchdown drives, five, five of three plays or less. Four of them, three plays on the actual scoring drive off of turnovers or off of a missed field goal, which we'll get to. And the Ingram touchdown, a two-play drive off of turnovers. So when you factor it all in, you have five touchdowns allowed against Cleveland and Baltimore in the last two weeks. 
that have gone against this defense that, again, have been three plays or less and all have resulted in touchdowns. That's a lot of points to be given up in a short amount of time, and it tells you one big thing. Actually, it tells you two things. One, the offense is horrible when they turn the ball over. You cannot turn the ball over under any circumstances, period. End of story. That is deflating enough. But then two, on top of this, and this is what probably won't garner enough attention, and I understand the defense is put in a really, really, really difficult bind, but the defense has got to force a field goal one of those times, two of those times. Get a turnover, something. I mean, they've got to, they've got to find a way not to completely collapse and allow one negative to turn into a couple of huge negatives. It's the double gut punch, if you will. Again, three plays, each of three drives in Cleveland off of offensive turnovers. Boom, boom, boom. That's nine plays. Yesterday, Sunday, a two-play drive off of a turnover and a three-play drive off of a bad field goal decision, which we'll get to by Ron Rivera, led led to the Lamar Jackson 50-yard touchdown run. Again, a three-play drive. So that is five touchdowns. On, get this, 14 total plays, five touchdowns for the opponent in the last two weeks. Not enough people are paying attention to this. I know people love mottos and slogans and uniform colors and timeout talk. Please give me a freaking break. Pay attention to something that means something. It's really bad for the offense to turn the ball over. It is absolutely a double gut punch and then some for this defense to not be able to come up with any sort of an answer force a field goal for crying out loud you know don't let a negative turn into again a double negative a double gut punch force a field goal do something for me please five three plays or less and four of them were three plays one was two That's, to me, the overwhelming storyline, if you will, out of this Washington football team loss, 31-17 to the Baltimore Ravens. We'll have some more details for you, plus Ron Rivera coming up next right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. For our friends at DoorDash, you know, guys, between never-ending laundry cycles, uh, emails, phone calls, things to clean up, kids that won't clean their dishes. You don't want to create an extra mess. You don't want extra responsibility. You want something easy for dinner, something good for dinner, Chinese pizza, whatever you might want, burgers. Well, you can do it and you can support your local restaurants and your community all at the same time. Thousands of restaurants are open for delivery on DoorDash right now, and they need your patronage more than ever. So support them, guys. It's very important. We told you about Visa and supporting local businesses. Same type of thing with DoorDash. You've counted on them. Now they're counting on you. Download the DoorDash app. It's easy and Ordering is just as easy. You choose what you want to eat. Food will be left safely outside your door. Boom. Contactless delivery. No hand contact. Bang. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off 
your uh, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code Locked On. Again, Locked On for five dollars off your first order at DoorDash. All right, fellas. Once again, Chris Russell here, Locked On a Washington Football Team podcast. You know. We talk about football all the time. We talk about things that are hard, things that are easy. Talking about erectile dysfunction, not easy. Trust me. Usually, we brush it off or blame ourselves like, I lost my mojo or honey, long day at work, just not feeling right. You know, I mean, obviously, sometimes guys um, are just exhausted at the end of the day, right? But with Roman... It's easy to talk about, it's easy to deal with, with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication for you. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. And after talking to a healthcare professional, if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Go to roman.com slash locked on NFL today. If you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. Get it now, guys. All right, it is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Let's hear from head coach Ron Rivera, part of his press conference after Sunday's loss, a day that he struggled in terms of uh, his how he was feeling, energy. He seems to be okay. He said on Good Morning America on Monday morning with Robin Roberts that he has three more weeks of treatment plus one more round of chemo. So it's not going to get any easier over the next month or so. But hopefully, hopefully Ron Rivera is on his road to recovery. And what a tremendous job by the Washington football team celebrating and honoring and recognizing breast cancer awareness, but also Coach's Corner and Rivera Strong uh, with the the cardboard cutouts of his family and his late brother and uh, his mom and his dad and just everything. Just tremendous, uh, tremendous stuff. So let's hear from Ron Rivera. Yeah, um, Ron, just we saw you when you're walking into the tunnel. Um, we saw you leaning on Charlie. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about um, a little bit of the exhaustion, but just what today was like for you after kind of a tough week with your treatments? Well, you know, it, it was interesting because uh, I, I had my moments where I, I felt pretty strong and felt, you know, good enough to get up and, 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 and work up and down the sidelines, you know, and um, there are other, other times where it, well, I waned a little bit. So I had to take a little quick break, get some Gatorade in me, and um, I was able to get back up on uh, and keep going. Obviously, this coincides with the fact that the team did the surprise for you, the Rivera Strong. Um, can you kind of talk about in the context of what it meant for you pregame to see all of that and having such a tough day where publicly you can kind of see where it's wearing on you a bit? Um, well, you know, it, it's a struggle. It's a battle. And, 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 you know, I just don't represent me. I represent all those folks, um, all those people that are, that are afflicted, all those people that fight, all those people that have fought. And, um, and I just feel honored. Um, it, was, it was really cool to, to, to come out early and, see the tribute um you know it was very poignant at one point because um my brother that passed away they had his picture in the um in the collage so that was uh that was really cool it really was it meant a lot to me and um very it was it was very poignant though thank you thank you guys ron can you talk about uh dwayne haskins play and what you thought about it overall well i thought dwayne had his moments you know there's some things again we're still working through he's still developing he's still learning 
you know, there are some things that uh, obviously I know he's going to wish he had back once we get a chance to really break the, ta- the tape down and look at it. Um, you know, he, he made some plays, obviously, and, and he missed some plays. Um, you know, we, we'll talk about situational awareness. You know, we'll talk about certain things that, um, you know, that he's got to continue to grow on and understand that he has to do. Um, and, and, and this is all a growing and learning process for him. How do you think he handled the week in general? Um, well, I, 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 thought, I thought he handled it very well. I, I, I thought there were an awful lot of assumptions. Do you think it was something Antonio did as well, or do you think it was just how he's being used? Do you think that you saw a step forward this well, week? I think it's a combination. I mean, I, I thought we used him the way, part of the way we're going to need to use him to be successful, and I think part of it is just his, his, his tremendous athletic ability as a football player. Hey, Ron, you, uh, did, you see, did you see the growth that you wanted to see from Dwayne? I mean, what are some of the areas specifically – that you were pleased with in terms of that growth? Well, again, you know, this is one of those things that you're really going to have to dissect and look at. I thought he threw some really good balls. I love the deep balls he threw to Terry. I like some of the darts he threw inside. Um, He made some really good decisions. But, uh, again, we'll go back, we'll look at it, and we'll look at the things that he missed and and how and why. Um, You know, a little disappointed in situational awareness. You know, it was fourth down. You know, we were at the, we, were, we were, it was fourth and goal to go, and I decided to go for it, and, and I wanted to see you know what would happen. I really did, and 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 that's why I I I told you know let's go for it. Um, and unfortunately, you know that's a situation where he'll have to understand that you have that ball has to be put in position where it can get into the end zone, or you got to put it in the end zone. So again, he's still learning, he's still growing, he's still developing. And then for you, with, with, the, with the health situation, did you ever consider maybe that you wouldn't be able to finish this game? Did you always feel like you were okay enough to do so? Well, I thought I was okay enough to do so. You know, we hydrated prior to the game. Um, I, I took two bags of, uh, of IV fluid prior to the game. Um, our, our director of football operations was constantly hounding me with, with water and Gatorade. Um, you know, I would sit down at, at TV timeouts. I normally don't, but I would. Uh, I sat down a couple of times just trying to pace myself through it. And, um, you know, most certainly do look forward to uh, getting home and going to bed early. Ron, I, I was wondering about that fourth down call instead of going for a field goal there. Was there a, did you really, was this another test kind of for yes. the offense and for Dwayne? Yes. Yes, it was. To be blunt about it, yes. It was fourth down. The ball's got to go into the end zone or it's got to be put in position where it can get into the end zone. So, Again, it's just it's something that he's got to learn. I mean, he's gonna if he's gonna be a, a starter in this league and contribute to winning football games, he has to understand and develop. This is this is this is part of it. This is part of the growth. You know, we didn't have opportunities this offseason to work through all these scenarios and situations. This is kind of learn as you go. Does a play like a decision like that or a play like that is that erase some of the other things he did well today? I'm sorry. Say that again, please. I, I, on a, when he makes a decision like that that you don't want to see, does that erase some of the other good things that he did? Is that overshadowed no. those in your mind? No, it doesn't erase anything he does. You know what, what it does is it's just part of it. It's part of it. I mean, he made like I said some good throws, some good decisions. He he put us in scoring position a few times. Um, you know, did the things that you're looking for. Unfortunately, missed a couple of things. So again, we'll break, there's, there's a lot of good tape to break down. He will learn from this tape. I promise you that. Hey, Ron, you, you uh, mentioned breaking down the tape. How much of a challenge is it to evaluate the whole offense, though, when Dwayne is kind of going through these struggles still? Well, um, you evaluate him when he struggles. You evaluate him when they're not struggling. Again, you, it, it's, it's really about what you're seeing in front of you on tape. I mean, 
you know, there's, there's 10 other guys that have to play. Those 10 guys still have to do their job no matter what the other guy does. Can I ask you about the sequence right before halftime as well? Looked like maybe he was trying to run a play and you were thinking field goal. Well, yeah, we wanted to run a play, but I, I just knew at that point there was no way we were going to be able to, you know, if, if that ball got completed, get the timeout in time. And that was my judgment, so I called the timeout. They were trying to run the play, but I felt, but I felt differently, so I called the timeout. Just how much of you trying to kind of gut through this game with your health was an example for the rest of the team? Yeah, part of it is, is, is being the example. But, you know, also I was trying to be smart as I did it too. So, you know, I, I just wanted to be there for the guys. I just wanted to be around the guys, let them know I was behind them. Ron, I know you know your body better than anybody, and your doctor certainly knows your course of treatment better than anybody. But from the outside, it just looked like you were struggling a lot today. Is there anybody that that would be able to say to you, hey, maybe you need to take a week off or two to just kind of get through this as best you can before you pick it back up again? Oh, yeah, most certainly there is. All right, that's the head coach of the Washington football team, part of his press conference after a 31-17 loss to the Baltimore Ravens. We'll have some final numbers for you coming back in just a moment right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. All right, guys, once again, Built Bar is the way to go. After a good workout, on your way to the office, on your way home for lunch as a meal replacement, if you're feeling like you need a chocolate boost, and if you're feeling like you need an energy and protein boost without all the carbs, without the calories, without the sugar, without the garbage that your body doesn't need, there's one place to go, BuiltBar.com. They have six new flavors, 18 total, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and cherry barcia. 12 original flavors that we've told you about for months now, including my favorites, the peanut butter brownie, the salted caramel, love that, mint brownie as well, and just regular straight up peanut butter. Plus they have raspberry, coconut, almond, orange, whatever your jib is, whatever your like is, you can get it. A built Bar. Bars are covered 100% chocolate in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. Built Bar, again, great if you're trying to lose weight, maintain weight, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for any kind of diet that you're on. Trust me, guys, you will not be sad with your purchase. You can get a free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On to get $10 off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's finish up the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Two decisions Ron Rivera made that I did not love, to be honest with you. The 54-yard field goal attempt from Dustin Hopkins outside. A little bit of a breeze. Listen, I get that he's got leg. I understand that. But it's a low-percentage decision, in my opinion, especially outside, 
especially outside, especially on that surface. But I understand he's got the leg. To me, it's just a low percentage decision. And that if you get the three points, great. It works out and it's better than getting no points. But, but you, if he misses, which he did, and it went doink off the uprights, you turn the ball over to the Baltimore Ravens at the 44 yard line. At the 44 yard line. So you lose seven yards of field position. May not seem like a big deal against a pedestrian plotting offense. It is a big deal against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I thought it was kind of a low percentage decision. Again, I understand fourth and seven at your 37 at, at the Ravens 37. Ideally, you don't want to give up that field position. You want to get, try and get some points on the board. Look, if it's a 45 yard kick makes all the sense in the world. If it's a 48 yard kick. I think it makes all the sense in the world. A 54 yard kick is a little bit different. In my opinion, it's it's kind of significantly different. It may not seem like a big deal, but it is. So I didn't love that decision, quite honestly. And then the other decision I did not like at all, even though he said, Ron did, that he was testing Dwayne Haskins, the 4th and 13, 4th and goal from the 13-yard line with 11.42 left. Uh, to me, that's just, you know, look, test him another way. Find out another way to test him. Uh, Dwayne had taken a terrible, 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 awful sack for 18-yard and an 18-yard loss just a couple of plays before. Uh, And Chase Roulier had a five-yard false start that negated a first down pass just right before that. So you are going backwards and backwards and backwards. To me, fourth and goal from the 13 is so low percentage. Even if you're testing him, even if you're trying to figure out what he's made of, and if he made, he clearly did not make the right decision. He went underneath to Dontrell Inman, trying to get for yards after the catch or trying to get lucky. McLaurin was kind of streaking there. He was open for a sliver. Maybe it's a bad throw. Maybe it's incomplete. Maybe it's knocked away. Maybe it's intercepted. But clearly that would have been the right choice. But to me, fourth and 13, in that particular spot when you're going backwards after a really, really, really good drive. Dwayne was great on that drive up until that first down sack. He was terrific. He was, I think, 10 of 13 or whatever he was. I mean, it was just, it was everything you'd ideally want in a one-sided game at that point because it was uh, 28 to 10 early fourth quarter and the drive stretch from late third quarter into the early fourth quarter. If you kick the field goal there, you make it 28 at that point to 13. Now, they gave up a long drive and a field goal afterwards with Lamar still in. So it's not like, well, okay, Griffin was in and Lamar was out, so they would have gotten – no, no, no. They With Lamar still in, they went on a long drive. They ran the ball. They did what Baltimore does, and they took a 31-10 lead. So at worst, if you kick the field goal on the 4th and 13, it's 31-13 as the net-net. Instead, it's 31-10. It's now three scores. If it's 31-13, look, are you coming back from that? Probably not. But 31-13 is better than 31-10, period, right? 
I think we can all agree on that. Um, 18 points is, you know, two touchdowns, and if you want to look at it, two two-point conversions and a field goal, right? Yeah, I mean, you still need three scores, but the difference is you need two touchdowns and, yes, the two-point conversions and a field goal. You don't need three touchdowns just to tie. So to me, I thought it was a very low percentage risk gamble. Uh, normally, I love Ron, you know, in terms of the gambles, the fourth downs. They've been very good, four for four in meaningful fourth down spots, including one on that drive. I did not love this one. I did not love this one, if I'm being to- totally honest with you. And, and you know, I'll, I'll ask Ron about it um, after this podcast when we get a chance to talk to him. Uh, you know, I just didn't love it. Um, on third down, Washington still stinks. Four of 13, not good. 31%. That's not going to carry it. Um, that's losing football. You have no chance. Not with, you know, the fact that this defense is not good enough, quite honestly, to shoulder the load. And especially without Chase Young and Matt Ioannidis. But the secondary is very, 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 very spotty. And the tackling has been atrocious. Washington ran 70 plays, and Baltimore only 56, and yet Baltimore slightly out-yardaged them 350 to 343. 45 pass attempts for Dwayne Haskins, 32 complete, and yes, 314 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Again, for, to say he didn't make any mistakes is wrong because he made two big ones in that fourth down and that last part of that sequence that we were just talking about. But overall, better. Overall, better. Time of possession, slightly in favor of Washington, 30-38 to 38, uh, 30, 38 to 29-22. Um, and, you know, that's really the main numbers. I mean, I guess the other one that sticks out is 144-69, to 69, net yards rushing. 50, obviously, coming on Lamar's 50-yard touchdown run after that a long-missed field goal. Ryan Anderson streaks into the backfield, totally misses Lamar Jackson. Landon Collins disengages from a block as Lamar Jackson is running through a huge hole, and he misses the tackle as well. Again, he was partially engaged, so maybe you want to cut him a little bit of slack there. But the bottom line is is that's bad field position or good field position for Baltimore that you don't want to give an explosive offense and then bad tackling and bad uh, ability to kind of corral and contain. Overall, I think they did a fairly decent job against Lamar on the run outside of that 50-yard run. Now, of course, you can't just eliminate that. But Lamar Jackson only had 53 net rushing yards. You know, so overall, you did a pretty good job, except that one play. And they also gave up a fourth down fake punt to Sam Cook, who, you know, again, he was seven of seven in his career. So they should have probably been expecting that. Maybe they were and they just didn't execute. I don't know. We'll have to ask uh, Ron about that. All right. That's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.